0: If that music comes on, that I actually sit here and dance to that, to that little group. Like tonight, tonight, yeah, tonight I'm dancing, that's right, the bug's watching me going, oh, okay Pay attention, <laughs> what's going, I'm dancing because I am so excited right now um, I've wanted to do this one for a while, and tonight we get to do this What is this, you ask? I should just leave it hanging there and make people wonder, what the hell is she talking about? No, I can't, because I'm too excited and I have to bring them on board Um, If this is your first time listening in, this is Tribe Radio. What does Tribe Radio do for you? Well, I'll tell you. It helps you to live a longer, happier, safer, healthier life. And how does it do that? Uh, Not a bunch of snake oil and smoke and mirrors. We actually have shows that um, give you health tips, safety tips, survival tips, things like that. Um, if you haven't listened to our archives yet, it is you know our archives. It's a veritable plethora of of knowledge and info for your life to give you a better quality of life. That's right. Those are some big claims, huh? Nah, damn it, they're they're true. Just just listen in anyway. Okay. You're going for your quarter words, tonight. dude. I'm going for my my big words like equidistant. Bug always loves that word. It's so weird. It's not even that big of a word. Now if I said supercalifragilistic, oh, Yeah, exactly. See how excited I am? I'm, I'm babbling, so I got I to tone it down. Okay. This is why I'm excited. This is our first of a seven-part series on Neighborhood Heroes. And by Neighborhood Heroes, I mean these guys give up their free time. They give up a lot of their money. They give up a hell of a lot of their efforts. And they go out and they patrol your neighborhoods, keeping your asses safe. And I know because I've done this with them, um, especially the group that, that's on tonight, I, I've gotten to meet a lot of them. And uh, I love them because not only are they close by, so I know I can go down there and join them on patrol sometime, but because I've gotten to know um, them personally. And one of them, the leader... Mr. Extreme, for those of you not in the real-life superhero world, and our listeners are going up to a 1,000 um, per show. So I'm going to assume that not everybody that listens knows something about the real-life superhero RLSH world. So in case you don't, there are people out there who get dressed up and do this kind of thing. Mr. Extreme was in a documentary called Superheroes. This documentary um, was an HBO documentary by Michael Barnett. And it told us all about Mr. Extreme and several other people who are real life superheroes and what they go through and especially what they sacrifice to bring everybody else, um, a safer existence in their communities. So I wanted to start this series off with these guys. And I'm so freaking excited right now because we have several members of the Extreme Justice League and Mr. Extreme here tonight on Tribe Radio, so since I've flabbed you up, I'd like to say welcome, welcome, exhale, so happy to have you here. Well,
1: we're glad to be here, Robbie. And
0: And, um, oh, we are so happy to have you here. Um, I would like to start off by saying, Mr. Stream, when I watched that, documentary, and I've watched it so many times now that I swear I have, I have all the lines memorized. I <laughs> do, this is pathetic, I sound like a fangirl, but it's true, I do. And when I first saw it, I couldn't believe just how much you sacrifice um, and just how dedicated you are to this. And then when I got down to San Diego to meet your team, I couldn't believe just how how they're just good guys. You know, there are no, sorry, but there are no douchebags, really, (laughs) in your team. When I was down there, I was just um, impressed by how kind-hearted they are. They really are so, um, and pretty professional. So we have so many questions for you guys tonight, but the first one is, who's on your team? Um, because I know tonight we've got, you guys want to sound off? Uh,
2: who's on the phone right now? Well,
3: this is Mr. Yep. Extreme here. Uh, I'm the Grim. This
4: is Badger. I, I, oh. Oh dang it, Badger! This is Divine. <laughs> this, this is Midnight
1: Highwayman.
0: And let's see. So that's uh, Midnight Highwayman, Badger, Grim, Divine Force, and Mr. Extreme. And who else do you guys have on your team that, that wasn't able to call in right now? Oh, uh,
3: let's see. Well, I sent messages out pretty much to every, just about everybody uh, via text and um, and email. Um, you know, we yeah. actually have a Pretty sizable roster at this time. I mean, just in San Diego alone, and then we still have like um, you know people scattered uh, throughout California and uh, and a couple other uh, a couple other states right now. People that have um, just joined on or have been with us for a short period of time. Uh, So a lot of times when people ask me to name everybody, uh, I'm usually I usually miss (laughs) some. I mean, unless I have, like, a list that I'm looking at right, you know, right in front of me. I <laughs> so it's like... No problem. It's never intentional. It's just like uh, I'm getting kind of old and my memory's not all there and stuff, you know. So, oh, but.
0: not a problem. Now, I know that... Because uh, I, I, I've met Bearman and Red Wing. I know they're down in the Santa Barbara area, right? So you, you're there, too, down in Santa Barbara.
3: The XJL. Uh, well, we're, in San, we're in San Diego and uh, Bearman... Yeah, is you there,
0: guys... Yeah, Yeah. Those guys Now I don't know Red Wing really well But um, we got to ride with Bear Man From uh, Santa Barbara Down to Project Hope So for a few hours there we got to hang out He is, I like that guy a lot He's a good hearted guy Um, Now you guys You guys are a big team And you guys Are pretty consistent In what you do For the people who aren't Like I said, there are people who listen who have no idea what the real-life superhero community is about or what a real-life superhero does other than what they can relate to in, you know, in comic books. Um, Does somebody want to tell us? uh, I said go ahead and I'll throw in and tell me what is a typical night like for the ex What do you guys do out there in San Diego?
4: Take it away, Graham. No, oh, I called you out first. I called you out first. All right, so <laughs> a typical night. We all get together uh, around 11 p.m. at the Hall of Justice down in San Diego. And then it's an actual building, not like one of our houses that we call the Hall of Justice. It is an actual <laughs> Hall of Justice. And we, we meet there. Uh, the patrol leader uh, for the night assigns roles to all the people who have turned up for the night. And then we just, we, uh, you know, we take off, uh, patrol through the streets, keep our eyes out, and, and just help in any way we can. Uh, usually we see anything from big, nasty, violent fights to just someone, you know, needing directions to a club. So just any, anything, you know, people need, we try to help any way we can. Good job. Good wow. job. Thank
1: you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good job. Now, you know, if I were sitting here listening to this and, and going okay, I've never heard of these guys. They're out there patrolling around and they're late at night. Now people have been drinking. Aren't there a bunch of things that can go wrong out there? You guys are putting yourselves in harm's way on purpose. What would what do you say to that?
3: Uh, it's definitely the the risk is definitely present. I mean, um, uh, but it is part of it is what it is. It is part of being uh, a, a realized superhero, being part of the uh, the extra hill. You know, you know everybody that joins um, is aware of what they they're getting themselves into. You know, that's just we just take it as you know one of the risks of of the job. You know?
1: Yeah, it's definitely well, not
3: a.
2: Now here's here
0: here's a question I have when you know because I hear that I hear that the that there's you know that's part of the job that's the risk so I have to ask why do you do that because you could be sitting home drinking hot cocoa drinking a beer and not putting yourself in harm's way who wants to to answer that because you know if you all want to answer that that's fine because really I hear that a lot why you do.
5: Who wants to go first? then, Yeah. I already
6: went.
1: All All right. Well,
6: basically, like, I just feel like there's so much better things I could be doing than sitting at home, like, drinking a beer or cocoa or, more likely, like, playing video (laughs) games. Like, I mean, it's just that I feel I should be doing something, and it's actually just doing something that, like, is making a difference.
7: I, I know for me there's a feeling of satisfaction to get when you know that somebody went home, you know, at all that night because you were there to make a phone call to, to get the paramedics there to do what you could do before the paramedics could get there. To, you know, somebody went home without having their face beaten in because you were there just to yell, hey, stop, and, you know, even if that's all it takes, somebody was there to do that so somebody's life did not get ruined by violence or just an accident or some other twist of fate, yeah. That 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 makes you feel pretty decent down inside once you've been able to do that.
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, um, we do it. There's a lot of things we could. Everybody can be doing, you know. But we just feel that if we don't do it, if, then you know nobody's going to do it.
5: You know, just, exactly. You
3: know, we get up and we we want to inspire other people to get involved because, you know, the way this world is turning, it's just it's going like onto a downward spiral, and, you know, we care enough about, you know, our communities, our, our country, our world, uh, we got we to gotta step up. We, you know, we can't do, do it all, but we're going to do as much as we can, and at the same time, we're going to try to, um, you know, be loud about it, to try to, you know, get other people motivated so they can, you know, jump on board, and, you know, there can be a better world, you know, even if it's just like one step at a time. You know, we, we have to do our part, you know, and we want to try to encourage other people to do their part as well. Uh,
7: this Anyone is else? Bat- yeah, um,
0: okay.
3: this is Bat. I'm actually based in Los Angeles,
7: and myself, my personal experience and background, I struggle with alcohol abuse and the whole club thing, and I actually was one of those people out there causing problems and mischief and just getting into things I shouldn't have been. And this way, it, it's I'm able to kind of give back. Uh, and just kind of make things better and kind of fix or try to make right some of the wrongs I've committed and been a part of or just seen and done nothing. And now I actually have the chance to to make a difference. So uh, it's on a real personal level for myself.
0: Wow. You know, with the answers I'm hearing, you guys, this is fantastic. You guys, I don't know if, how many of you believe in karma.
1: <laughs> But
0: you're uh, building up some serious karma points up here, and and you know I I hear you with the with the wanting to do something to, because that used to be you. Yeah, I can relate to that, um, and I love knowing that uh, somebody got home safely because there was someone out there. Because you know I have relatives in San Diego. I never know who's going to be out there in the gas lamp or anything. You guys could could save one of them you know, someday, and just knowing you guys are down there really makes me feel a lot better. It really does. So um, can I ask you guys, now, how does your community receive you? Because um, I've been there. I see how they have, but our listeners may have no idea because you guys are in costume. You do have your gear, and um, anybody who's listening in right now, if you're listening in, I did load up a slideshow Um, on the blog talk radio thing, so they can actually see pictures of you guys um, going, you know, through while you're talking right now. So there are all these costumes, and I bet they're wondering, well, what kind of reaction do you get when you're out there? Uh,
3: Well, I think it's um, the reaction, for the most part, a lot lately. It seems like it's been pretty positive. You know, a lot more people are coming up to us, say they feel safer now. They're glad that we're out here, thanking us for being out there. Um, you know, and this is just, this is all pretty recent. I mean, only for the last couple of years. At first, it started out pretty pretty tough in the beginning. A lot of people were, like, saying, whoa, what the, what the heck are you guys? And, and some people were freaked out, and some people uh, just didn't like us or, you know, uh, you know, and we still get some of that today, but um, I'm I'm hearing a lot more positive reactions uh, than negative in general. I mean, you know, we're still going to deal with the knuckleheads that don't like us, but uh, that's just not just part of it. That's just part of the norm.
0: You know, i got to say that when we uh, – I went out with you guys, and it was – uh was it? It was two years ago. It was about two years ago. And, uh, you know – it was. It was um, with. I remember Grim was there. I remember, um, raroni was with us, and I remember. Um, and we'll talk about raroni a little later uh, in the show too. But you know, Urban was out there. Urban was out there, and I remember Mr. Stream. That the people had just seen the HBO doc, and so you got this really cool mixture of, "Whoa, what the hell are you guys doing?" And also, uh, oh, I know you, you're that guy from that that movie, you know, and the documentary, it was was pretty cool. And I remember the police uh, being there, not really harassing anybody, just kind of wondering what kind of gear you were carrying. And then I remember uh, it was a female officer saying something like, oh, yeah, aren't you the guy from something like, aren't you the guy from that, that show or something like that? So that's pretty cool. That's, oh, that's yeah. got to feel uh, really fun when they recognize you.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it definitely helps, you know, um, getting uh, us known more. Uh, we're trying to build up the public support. We're also trying to improve our relationship with, with the police so we can be able to operate more efficiently out there. Um and also uh, so we can just get more people on board you know so that's you know i think it's important that people know uh, what it is that we're doing and what we're about
0: yeah right and you know that that reminds me let me let me ask you guys since uh, i remember the police you know checking out what what you were carrying on you what kind of of i don't want to say weapons but yeah what kind of what do you what do you have out there with you And okay. Yeah.
1: Silence.
7: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know I carry a triple five pepper spray and a uh, seven million volt stun baton. Oh
0: my gosh! <laughs> and
7: don't
4: forget your cane. Uh, the go cane go. is very effective.
7: Yeah,
1: but that, that's a tool. The cane cause legal.
2: Phone, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Those I are those read. are actually legal. Mm-hmm.
0: What? Yeah, you can, can carry read. a short staff. Well. You're in San
7: Francisco, you can. Yeah. This is badger again. I carry uh, about a couple cans of mace, uh first aid kit, uh flashlight and then uh shield that I have.
0: Uh, uh. Shield, what, what, you, got a, you got a shield? Is it cumbersome? Yeah. Is it like Captain America big or is it, you know, a smaller oh. type of shield?
7: It's a uh, medium size it's actually uh, 100% knife proof because it's wow. made from a kevlar so that'll that'll work that'll do yeah. that so <laughs> um
0: sounds like you know first aid kit that's that's brilliant that uh because yeah if you're out there if you see someone get beat down or if you come upon a victim you know without a first aid kit ah, wow you got to wait till 911 gets there right so <laughs> um you guys ever get harassed by, by the police about what you carry? Because I know that they looked at Mr. Extreme stuff, and, and they were like, oh, okay, cool, it's all legal, it's fine. Well, in the beginning,
3: um, it was like more, um, you know, the police, they were more wanting to know what it is we carried, um, And I've even had some instances where they've, They've tried to take everything off of my belt and try to see if anything I had was legal or I any mean, illegal, and but no, it's not so much. Uh, it's, they just we just call them, let them know that we're in the area, and that's pretty much pretty much it. I mean, if we go to a new area that we haven't patrolled, then yeah, I can expect that they're going to want to uh, see what it is that we got on us and. And so forth. But if it's in areas where we've uh, we've already established our presence, um, it's pretty pretty much smooth sailing for the most part.
0: Yeah, you guys have been out there for a few years now, right? So I mean, yeah. the people in your area, they, the police have got to know. Okay, we know these guys. They're they're pretty much you know for the most part they're good guys. They they know the laws, they're not going to overstep them, right?
1: Right. Yeah, I think that's
6: a general consensus for the B cops.
0: You know, if if I were them, I would be – I'll be honest. If I were local law enforcement, I'd be going, um, i got to tell you I'm glad these guys are out there because guess what, you know, they're probably going to be there before we get there. Uh, so far they've had a pretty good record of not causing any stuff themselves, right? So, yeah. Who wouldn't want an extra set of eyes and ears? You guys are their eyes and ears out there. Yeah. So, yeah. it's, it's pretty well, I mean, I think in the beginning it was
6: a lot of misconception of, like, yeah. I mean, you know, Hollywood romanticized the whole kick-ass thing, and they're thinking, oh, we're out there to, like, beat people down. But, I mean, once we get to see, like, hey, that's not at all what we're about, it pretty much, like, speaks for itself. Like, they're pretty appreciative We've actually gotten several cops to be like, hey, uh, thanks for what you're doing out there. Keep all the good work. So, I mean, it's not like it hasn't gotten unnoticed. Like, I actually appreciate the support a lot. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's got to be oh, – okay. You know, there's um, – we've got Moon Knight on here. You know what? I'm going to bring – oh, we've also got Temper holding of the Washington Initiative. Oh, Hang Moon Knight. I'm going to bring them on. I know. Hey, Moon Knight, you're on with the XJL. Temper, you are also on with the XJL. Welcome, Moon Knight and Temper.
8: You guys hey want guys. to talk to these guys?
4: <laughs> uh, I was actually calling to listen to, your, uh, listen to your show. But, yeah, so far, I've heard really good things about the XJL ever since it started. So it looks out of uh, the whole RLS commu- RLSH communities like there's only a set
5: group of people in my mind who actually know what they're doing and you guys are like up on the top of
1: my list. Right.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah.
0: We've got we're we're pretty fortunate we've got Moon Knight, uh, in our area for for a short time while he gets his his, his uh higher education going on. So, um Moon's been helping us out with some really cool uh community outreach stuff so yeah nice. another good guy yeah, yeah. yeah. hey Moonlight, did you want to stay on or did you want to because you can stay on if you want you can listen as long as you want I'll leave your mic on if you want to talk but that's on you
5: uh, you could probably shut my mic off because I'm actually by the highway and it's probably going to get a lot of back uh, it's got a background noise so
0: okay and if you I'm ever want with to come phone, on and say something again what's that
6: alright no problem
0: if you want, if you want to say anything again to them again, all you have to do is hit hit the number one, and it'll let us know that you have something to say. Okie dokie, artichoke.
5: All right, sounds good.
0: Thanks, Moonlight. <laughs> Temper of the Washington Initiative, how you doing, girl?
8: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Good. Did you want to talk to the ex jail? You can. They're right here.
8: Uh, I do. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, how are Hi. Um, Actually, I just really quick wanted to pop in and say that um, at Hope this year in San Diego, it was my first time meeting um, any of you, and it was really kind of amazing to watch the way that you guys had such tight communication during the handout, and especially Mr. Extreme, the way that you really kind of broke everybody into teams. You guys were a freaking machine. It was great. We took back to the Washington Initiative, and like, okay, so we need to step up a little bit in the way that we're communicating <laughs> when we're out, and it was it was really great. So I really appreciate you guys, like how professional you are and how serious you take it when even on a handout when it's not necessarily a big patrol thing. But you were a great team to watch. So kudos. Oh, thanks. Thank number. you. Thank
3: you. I'm glad
0: having you join. Yeah. I was, I got a second in that temper, that's, thank you for bringing that up, because these guys were on it, I mean, you know, we filmed a lot of it, um, and, ah, oh, God, can't leak it out right now, but it, it's going to be great to see, you know, all this, it's, it's true, um, you guys just, just, uh, took the reins, and really, when we were out there on the streets, just rolled that, you know, got everybody going where they needed to be, you know, and, um, that thing was moving along. Because we were out there for a good, like, three hours or so. Yeah,
1: so,
8: yeah. Four uh, and a half.
0: <laughs> what? Really? Wow. See, so that was, yeah, that was um, a long afternoon. It could have been longer without the organization that, that you guys brought. So, yeah. If you got, you know, anybody who's listening right now who is part of the Art Real Life Superhero community or, or wants to be a part of it, the one thing you want to do every year is head down to San Diego, during Comic Con weekend. It's always Comic Con Weekend and join us in Project Hope. Uh, we'll put a link up for that. But um I was started by uh, Mr. Stream and Razorhawk and these guys I think I think we've gotten up to a thousand people fed on a weekend. Uh something close to that. But it's a, it's a nice big outreach day. Uh and you got to come in costume because that's just – you don't have to. But, you know, if you want to have fun, you do. You have, you to. Know, you have then, to. You
8: have to. Yeah,
0: exactly. And you hit the streets of San Diego, pass out food and, and necessities like sleeping bags and, and toiletries and stuff. Man, talk about a heartwarming day. It's a great way to spend your day. Plus,
2: you get to meet all these people in person.
0: It's like meeting a bunch of celebrities. I, I I was kind of starstruck. My first one, I was going, Oh my God, there's Mr. Stream. There's that vigilante spider guy. There you know, I was freaking out. That <laughs> so, was what, two thousand
1: eleven bugs?
0: Yeah, nightbug remembers and, and I'm just like, Let me go out there, they all right like, there. So, um it's a it's a lot of fun. And like I said, we'll put up a link if uh if you're interested. And they give good high yeah, oh, no kidding, right? Temper, do you want to stay on or do you want to mute um, your mic or whatever you want to do too? So
8: No, I'm going to say goodbye um, to you guys and keep listening a little bit, but I really just want to say hi and thank you, and I look forward to working with you guys, I hope, next year. Right
1: on. Yep. Yeah, right on. yep. Looking forward
3: good. to seeing you again soon, Temper.
8: Awesome. Have a good night, guys. All
0: right, take care. You
8: too. Okay. Love lady. Bye.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Temper, of the Washington Initiative. Um, they're doing some good things up there, too. And, and I love it because, like she says, she's sitting there going, oh, okay, we got to step up our game. You know, and I, I like it because uh, all these groups make uh, each other work harder to, to do do good things in their community. And we, we just blatantly steal each other's good ideas because who cares? I mean, somebody's got yeah. a really good handout idea, I'm going to steal it. I don't care, you know. Um, but I, I really love the way that everybody inspires everybody else. Now, speaking of inspiration, what i got to know, because some people haven't seen the documentary. You know, So people listening, they, they're going, what documentary are you talking about? It's on Netflix, I think, still. If it's not, you can order it somewhere. It's Superheroes by Michael Barnett. I need to know what inspired you guys because, you know, that's there is a moment where you go, I I have to do something and I gotta take my ass out there and it's scary. The first few weeks you're doing it, isn't it kind of scary? You're out there, you feel empowered, but at the same time you feel kind of vulnerable, like, what the hell am I doing out here at night? Somebody could actually shoot me, you know, but there is a moment, there's something that inspires you. What inspired you guys? And I don't care
4: if you all want to answer it, it's 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 good to hear these answers. Well, uh hi, oh, oh, right, I'll go. So <laughs> here's what inspires me. Well what first inspired me, like, to start doing it all together was also the documentary. Like I saw that when it came out on HBO. And I, and I was blown away. Like, what? This exists. People do this. That's crazy. I got to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And Who so this that is, Oh, this is Divine Force.
0: Okay, good. This is divine Force
4: inspiration story. And, yeah, it was just... You know, a documentary got me out there on the streets, you know, doing those patrols. And, and what kept me coming out, or I like ke- kept doing this for the past two years is, you know, seeing the people that we have helped, seeing the people who are grateful and who thank us. And, like, we've gotten people saying to us, Yo, you know, you saved me from that fight last week. Thank you guys so much. It's like, oh, that's insane. You're welcome. And because it's, it's cool, you know, getting to, you know, donate money to charity and stuff, but it's, like, even cooler to see the people that you actually affect and have them say, like, how thankful they are. And those, those are the are people that keep me coming out and keep me doing this.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt.
4: Well said. Thank you, Greg. I
0: I'll quit being shy, you guys. Okay, I'll call you out. All right, so uh, Midnight Highwayman, how about you?
7: Uh, well, I've always been sort of an altruistic person by nature, and uh, I saw... Uh, Mr. Extreme in a local news broadcast a few years ago, and I thought, wow, that's really cool, and if I didn't have to work every single weekend night, that would be something <laughs> I'd want to do, uh, but uh, my my life situation changed so that I had a lot more free time and uh, resources available, and as soon as that happened, I uh, put together uh, the uh, the highwayman suit and uh, grabbed, uh, you know, put together a first aid kit, because that's my specialty, is, is a medical response, and said, uh, I want to do this. I uh, sent him an email and said, how do I get involved? And uh, he said, uh, well, show up on patrol and sink or swim. They kind of throw you in the deep end and uh, say, you're all right, put on your boots, let's start walking. And you uh, wow. kind of, what
5: are they doing?
0: Nice, and you know that's funny how the universal uh, opens stuff up like that. Whatever you want to call it, fader, and you wanted to do it. If only you had this avail- and there you go, you got the availability. That's pretty cool. Kind of tells you you're on the right path, doesn't it?
7: Absolutely. It. Uh, it. It's just. Uh, I feel good doing it. It's. It's. Uh, I. I have that. I don't know. Maybe it's true with everybody in this community, but there's a, a need to do something more than just sit around and. And say, hey, I don't, uh, I don't think that's right, you know. And then you, and then and I said, carry, right. well, and but you know, that's the end of the involvement. I, I, I want to be more hands on, you know. I, I, I want to meet the guy there, you know, making sure that this person doesn't, you know, you know,
1: bleed out or you know
7: whatever may happen. Right. Uh. Exactly.
0: Exactly. What
2: about you, Mr. Grimm?
4: <laughs>
6: uh, yeah. We. <laughs> Basically, I saw the, uh, the article of the reader with Mr. Extreme, like, it was like a year after it even came out, but um,
8: wow.
6: then, yeah, like, it was so random. It was, like, in a fan room in some, like, grocery store, and it was just laying there and my supervisor was like, hey, check this out. I'm like, all right. So I did, and then called and interviewed me, like, so... Uh, got any felonies? or you wanted for anything? And like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, uh, <laughs> no. So yeah, then I came out and um, like got my gear together. Which, for some reason, I already had gear. I, like, I don't know what I was planning on doing, but like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going out Saturday. Like, I'll be there. And uh, yeah, so this is history.
0: Wow! No kidding. See, I I never knew that. Um, so, Badger, what about
7: you? Uh, myself, I actually came across I came across uh, the XJL and on Facebook, and it was right before Kickass Two came out. Um, oh my and gosh! Actually, and <laughs> so I told I I commented like, "Wow, that's so cool! What you guys do that's the coolest thing ever," and Grim replied back to my comment saying, "Oh well." We're going to be up in Hollywood uh, next Saturday if you want to join us. And so I, being newly married, I was like going back and forth to my wife, like, oh, should I go? Should I not go? Well, it's Hollywood. Hollywood's dangerous. What should I wear? And I was like, oh, I'll make a shield. And so I showed up, and I'm like probably bugged the hell out of Grimm for a good week and a half before I actually <laughs> had to face all my questions. Um, and then finally, <laughs> just kind of went out there, and it I think the, that first night of where you have to get dressed in your car and all this gear and walk from the parking lot to meet up with them <laughs> is probably got to be the scariest, like, 100 yards you, you'll you ever experience. Right. And, and, and it was on the streets of Hollywood, which everyone's dressed up already. So, But it was just <laughs> it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And then experiencing, like, the Hollywood Boulevard in a whole new light, being out there to help and protect people, then being out there being one of the people causing problems, it's I don't know, it, it, it's hard to put into words, and so since that night in oh, yeah. Hollywood, I basically got the the okay from my wife to kind of dive in headfirst in the the whole XJL and real life superhero community. And since then, I've done I've been down there a couple times. Just got back from training with them. I'm trying to put together an extended group here, here in LA. I have helped them out with um, artwork because I have a art background, so just trying to help do my part what I can. And I'm actually helping out. Um, the uh, the L.A. initiative, I guess, this Saturday at um, the Midnight Mission, so I think Bear Man and Red Wing are come down for that also.
0: So. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's what I have. I don't want to be down there for that. I'm so tempted to drive down. You guys are only seven hours away from me, and then now L.A. is only five, and wow. But we'll talk more about that later. Um, <laughs> I've got one more person to ask. Mr. Extreme, what inspired
3: you? What got you out there? Oh, uh, what got me? Oh, it's a long story, but um, <laughs> well, I mean, I've ever since I was young, I I've, I've always wanted to um, you know do something to get involved in the community. I've all, and at the same time, I've always admired uh, you know superheroes and action heroes, and um, and and I also got kind of fed up with all the violent crime that was happening in in my community, you like back in the 90s, uh, when I was like in high school and, and you know, middle school, uh, you heard about, a lot about people um, getting getting killed and gunned down in the street and and, and stuff still happens today. And, um, and then I, I looked at, you know, the direction of the youth and I just said, man, this is, something's wrong here. You know, I wanna go out there and try to do something positive and try to make a difference in my community. And um, you know, I got involved in in another group, and then eventually I got involved in you know the superhero community by just searching online. You know, I I saw like um, you know the the old old time heroes like uh, Mister Silent, Dark Guardian, and I got really inspired by uh, what they were doing, and I, I looked into it a little bit more, and I decided, wow, I, if they're doing it, why can't I? And then I decided to uh, make my own suit. Uh, make a persona, and then I decided to start patrolling, and, and with the intent of starting a team. I mean, I already uh, came up with the, with the name of the team before I actually even had a team, you know. Um, so I just, just said, uh, well, I'm just going to call it the Extreme Justice League. Build up, build up a team of uh, dedicated people so we can start patrolling the streets and uh, make a difference out there in the community. And then pretty much the rest is, uh, is history
0: is awesome history. I love it. I love it. Um, it's weird because I felt like when I met you uh, that I was meeting a celebrity. I really did. Um, you guys, watching uh, watching the Superheroes documentary, that's how Nightbug chose his moment to come out of the closet to me. I don't know if you guys knew that, but um, he was a uh, – I'm going to bring Jet on. She's a uh, – or Emerald fail of the exhale, jail because uh, I see that she's holding. You got her on there, Doug.
1: Hello. Hello,
0: lady. Um, How you got, are you guys? Wow, you got so many members of your team on there. You got Midnight Highwayman, you got Badger, Grimm, Divine Force, um, and you got Moon Knight's listening, but you got, uh, you got Mr. Extreme and, and, and the gang
2: just on there. Yeah, I was listening to Mr. Extreme. I mean, he's got an awesome story. You know, his backstory is great about how he got involved in the community.
0: Yeah, you know what? I was just—I keep talking about the documentary, but that was
1: my first exposure.
0: You know, to to the XJL, to Mr. Extreme and the XJL, and and it's uh it's a pretty cool documentary. Um, my phone <laughs> right now is showing, telling me that oh, pretty cool. We've got people in our chat room saying uh the XJL rocks. Oh,
2: that's pretty cool. <laughs> hey, the first exposure, uh, first yeah. exposure I the first exposure The first uh, exposure, yeah. the first yep, exposure exactly. I had to the X ex- Wow, sorry. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. The first exposure I had to the XJL was in my living room actually. Um Roo Roni. um after the movie came out, they went first was being released on HBO officially. Um, he asked mm-hmm. me to have some people over to the house so that they could watch the documentary, and <laughs> I had a houseful of, and I had no idea whose presence I was in, none. <laughs> has was totally, awesome. No. He totally had not told me anything, okay? And it was happening, and it was, and they left. I still had no idea. Wow, wow, you were, that's, okay,
0: honestly, how many times in your life is that going to happen where you're watching a documentary or a movie and the people in the movie are sitting with you and you're going, you have no clue that they're, they're right there in your living room. That's pretty awesome. I like that yeah. story. Oh, man. So, yeah, so um, she is one of the female members. Uh, is it, demo right,
2: instead of? instead of it's jet <laughs> Emerald fowl yes that's my okay that's my i can name. i can never say it right it's <laughs> fowl fowl yeah Is i, I right? yeah it's, i i am not failing thank you very much i'm not failing today No, <laughs> it's it's fowel. it's a it's a it's a, a it term yes there you go like right. uh, it means See, you know that's and like.
0: very it's beautiful but i i butcher it that's why i try not to i'm like s jet i uh,
1: yeah,
0: that's great. <laughs> um, these guys, um, I was asking them what inspired them. So you're here. I'm going to ask you the same thing. What inspired you to join? I know your story, but the listeners don't. So you want to share that, if you don't mind? Um, mm,
2: actually, um, I, I ended up uh, a part of the FJL, um kind of by default. Um, my son, Ru Roni was part of the um, Extreme Justice League and um, he would take off every Thursday and Saturday night and, um, and go do this stuff that I had no idea what was going on. Um, eventually, um, one day, he came home and he was super excited because um, apparently they had been uh, patrolling up in Escondido and they'd been interviewed by a police department, uh, not police department, I'm sorry, a news crew who was following them around. And so he comes home and he goes, Mom, 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 you got to turn on the news. So we turn on the news, and there's this clip about them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, those are the guys from the documentary. He's like, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, and all of a sudden in my mind, I put it together, and I'm like, so which one are you? And he's like, (laughs) I'm not one of them. And I'm like, okay, okay. Anyway, so he, he got involved, and eventually, you know, you know through, through mom deduction, I figured out that he had become part of the team. And when I uh, asked him about it, he was, he was open about it. He told me. And, you know, I worried about him a little bit mostly because, you know, when the guys are out on the street um, and they're patrolling, they are, there's some risk there, you know. They're, they're out there, and they are stopping violent crime, but there's a piece of risk that happens there because you don't really know what somebody who is inebriated is going to do. Um, they're not exactly. necessarily in their right mind. And the reaction they're having to some other situation can be um, escalated. That's why the team studies stuff like de-escalation and all of that stuff. You know, you want the tools to make sure it doesn't get out of control. But as a mom, right. there's a piece, there's piece that there's, there's some concern that happens, not because you don't trust that your child is taking the steps, and Mr. Extreme is great about making sure the guys get training, um, getting them the self-defense classes, getting them the tools, getting the the knowledge base that they need, um, and the training to make sure that they are as safe as they can be out on the street. But there was still a little worry. But ultimately down the road what happened was as Alex was involved in the team, there was nothing bad about it in my mind, just normal mom worry. Um, but he was killed in a car accident in May of 2012. And after his accident, the team came up around me, and they I knew that they were involved, and I had contacted Irma Avenger because he was the only one that I actually had a phone number and the ability to get a hold of. Literally a week before his accident, I had started friending people on Facebook that were part of his team. In fact, I think, I don't know if Grimm's still on the line, but from what I understand, Grimm was like, hey, dude, your mom wants to friend of me, you know. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> did, did you
2: know he told me that? <laughs> so, he was like kind of, whoa, oh, that's a little weird, you know. Anyway, so, um, but um, I had those contacts, and so when he had his accident, I was able to get a hold of them. And man, I cannot even begin to tell you the way that they came up around me and supported me, and what was the most challenging time I can I can ever imagine. so um, but little by little, they started, you know I don't even know how it happened. Eventually, somehow, some way, they they, they just accepted me as part of the team. You know, they they reached out to me. Um, only Mr. Extreme can really tell you why they decided that it was okay. But, you know, it's been awesome. Um, it's just been a way of being connected to something that he was involved in, you know, and helping, wi- helping them put together different aspects of the team, the part that's kind of the soft side stuff that's not necessarily the stuff that they want to be doing every day. They're on the streets. I'm doing the administrative stuff.
1: You no,
2: know, you say you, you got to ask Mr. Extreme why
0: you were accepted. Well, well, you know what? Let's. I'll, I'll hear. It. Let me hear it from you, Mr. Extreme. Why? Why did you? Because I know my opinion of, of her being on your team. I, I just. I think it's it's a perfect fit. But I. I you know, I want to hear it from you. Why you think it would have been a good idea to have her on the team?
3: wow um, it's kind of hard to explain i mean it's and sometimes it's even hard to put in words i just uh something you know when when i when i uh, really got to talk to jet and emerald i mean at when all this was going on some there's some way i felt some type of connection i mean uh that you know I needed to reach out to her and i felt that um you know that <laughs> I just felt i don't know it's like maybe like a certain energy or a certain rapport, but I felt like um i i I actually already knew her it you know maybe I saw a lot of Rouoni in her or something, but its it's just like something that just kind of came over me to where I could just felt like man, I could just reach out to her, and then when I reached out to her um it it was like um it was like as if I knew her and then um the rest is just um it just flowed and um you know i think 2 years later here we are and um you know i think our our relationship is uh it's even stronger and um you know i guess it's just it's it's pretty cool you know actually um you know having her having having jet on our team you know she i you know uh, there for me and then like uh, a lot of times when uh, I need some help or i need um you know I need some advice on on certain things uh she brings a lot to the table, so um I definitely feel that you know she's a really good asset to to our group you know and um yeah it's almost oh uh, like, feels like it's almost like having like a like almost like family and stuff you know so yeah
0: you uh, guys are definitely now. I've had the honor of being um, around you guys for you know a couple of really cool events, and I gotta say, when you guys are out of costume and you're all hanging out together, you guys are family. It's amazing the level of respect and the level of just camaraderie. You guys are laughing and dancing, <laughs> literally dancing together. <laughs> and by the way, for those of you who don't know, Grim is one hell of a dancer. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: now
0: you're going to give her a quick, yeah, yeah. I'm nice even giving you a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> applause.
1: <laughs>
0: Um But you guys, you guys are a family, and I seeing your rapport with Emerald. Um, I, can, I remember being there the very first time I, I uh, patrolled with you guys. Maroney was there, and you guys had this really great just connection. And seeing Emerald there um, with all of you, the connection has continued. And I think that's so important in a team. You know, if you guys aren't connecting, if you're not respecting and actually caring about each other as a family, it's not going to go anywhere. How can you put your safety in that person's hands, you know, if they don't feel like family, if if it doesn't feel like they care about you as much as you care about them, they're going to run at the first sign of danger, they're not going to have your back, yes. um, so you guys, you guys really have it going, and speaking of um, danger, speaking of uh, being out there, you guys had, just had training the other night, and I'm bringing this up because I love it, I, I, I saw a couple of posts about it, but um, the thing that stuck out in my head was the de-escalation. And um, for people out there who, because I know we've got a bunch of RLSHs listening right now, Real Life superheroes listening, and, you know, we all talk about de-escalation. They know, a lot of them don't get it. Why is it so important? And what I mean, what's one thing you took from the training that, that you you like to pass on to them and go, you guys, this isn't a joke, this is de-escalation is really important. Why is it important? What would you guys like to share with them about that or anybody about that?
4: Well, uh, divine force going in here, uh, you know, we we do all the tempo classes and, and stuff, but we want to, we don't really want to ever have to use that. We want to try and, try and solve everything peacefully. No one getting hurt. No one throwing punches. And, you know, really focusing on getting it calmed down before anything, like, even starts is really important Uh, because when things go out of control, it's hard to get it all back into control.
0: Now, that's really important. What you just said there, I'd like people to hear that again. (laughs) If they didn't hear it the first time, you were talking about you know, getting people to calm down. You don't want to use the the martial arts training you have. You'd rather settle it, you know, without anything getting out of control. That is so important because we've all seen those videos where something has escalated out of control and suddenly someone's either dead or, you know, injured critically because it moved really quickly. So I, yeah. I love that you put that out there. That's that's so important. Especially, you guys are out there, like, like Emma was saying, you guys are out there where there are a lot of drunk people. At 2 o'clock in California, bars are closed, right? Yeah. So you guys are out there handling everybody that, that didn't handle their alcohol very well, and you don't know what they're carrying. You don't know what's going on. So the de-escalation is so important. Uh, can somebody else tell me? Something else they got from the de-escalation that's important for people out there, whether they're real-life superheroes or just you know just normal people who don't patrol. What the, what they could learn from de-escalation? Well, I think uh, what I
3: um, got a lot from that training, and which we also try to practice a lot uh, when we're out there on patrol, is the importance of keeping a keeping a safe distance and also watching um, the person's hands. You know, you know, if you can't see the hands and if they're getting all close on you, um, you know, you better be, you know, having those red flags go up uh, because, you know, you set up an attack. Um, it The de-escalation training that we received, it definitely helped with our awareness. And I think awareness is key to uh, being safe and key to, um, you know, your survival. If you don't know what's going on, out there, um, you know, you're gonna end up, you know, being a victim or you can end up getting hurt. Um, you know. A lot of times, you know, how can also you can't de escalate it if you don't see what's what's happening, if you don't like learn to recognize the signs. So, so I think that's
1: the biggest thing that
3: I got out of it personally.
7: Hi, I'm in Here, I, I think one of the, at least uh, from my viewpoint, one of the key things about the de-escalation is part of it comes to our community relationship. Right now, from my experiences, we've had uh, an incredibly good relationship with the local police department and, and other organizations. Uh, enough that they're comfortable enough to, to have friendly chit-chat and joke around with us when we're when we run across each other out on patrol. But and that's because they know we're not initiating conflict. We're there to to minimize violence. I mean, that's that's the key is nobody gets hurt. You know, we're not there to punish people. You know, we're not there to, to mete out street justice. So we're there to make sure people go home safe and uninjured. And and I think uh, that de-escalation is the, the primary means of doing that, and and they're aware of that. And, and if we were not uh, so focused on that, I think that the relationship we have with them would be dramatically different. Uh, we would not have the the goodwill that that exists if they saw us as a group of troublemakers as opposed to people who are there just trying to make sure everyone goes safe and has a good day. Here,
0: here. That's so important. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were going to say something, Grim? Say what? Who was who that? Was that Grim that was that. say something or just oh, agreeing? Uh,
7: well, yeah,
6: it was agreeing, but I did have something to say. Um, I actually got out of the the escalation training that, like, communication is pretty much, like, your first line of defense, and a very important one. So, like, if you see a situation, like, erupting, say it's an argument or something, like, the first thing you should do is, like, stop, see what's going on, like, observe, like, make sure you're not going to rush into danger. But then after that, like, approach them and ask, like, hey, like, what's going on? Don't Like, go in there, like, gangbusters and trying to break skulls, like, just simply asking will give you far more information than anything else. And people are probably going to be a lot more receptive to you than like rushing in there and being all aggressive with them. So, yeah, your verbal judo is paramount.
0: Ah, RLSHs and, and people out there wanting to start neighborhood crime watches. Did you, are, do you guys have your pens out? Are you taking notes, damn it? This is important <laughs> stuff. Your verbal judo. Things like that. I mean, seriously, if you guys aren't aren't taking notes and uh, you know paying attention to what these guys are saying, you you don't need to be out on the streets yet. You need to keep studying, kids. Um, <laughs> you guys, I I gotta ask you, what do you not do anymore? Because I know that every you know, you guys have been out there for a few years now. And I'm sure that there's stuff that you guys used to do at the beginning. You're like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. Or, or there are lessons that you've learned. What's one thing that you guys know doesn't work out there? But to
6: be honest, like, well, personally, I don't. I can't recall of anything that we've just, like, abandoned as an idea. Like, there's things where it didn't work, so we tweak it, and then it works better, and we tweak it again, and now it's. It's different than it was before, but it's not like we've completely abandoned it. I don't know if it makes sense, but...
1: Um, no, that
0: does. That does. That says that you probably did do on. a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: It's it's a learning process. So if you're not constantly tweaking, that usually means you're too conceited or, you know, you don't really think there's anything wrong. Now, that's scary. So it's very encouraging to hear that there's constant tweaking going on, that you're always learning. Um I think if you hear about the team that's that's perfect the way they are, they're full of crap. So, um, and those are probably the ones that the police officers are just waiting for to screw up so they can finally put them away. Um, you guys are very far from that. Now, I would like to ask you guys what if, if there's a group out there that's going, man, I want to be just like these guys. Now, where do I start? What's the you know what? what would you tell them to start them on their path as far as training? Say they get their buddies together. Say they're all in a room together, you know, and they're going to form their own kick-ass group, not necessarily just like the kick-ass groups, but (laughs) what kind of training would you guys throw out and say, ah, you guys don't even think about going out on the streets until you do this?
7: Well, for me, um, I would would definitely say uh, basic knowledge of first aid CPR, and how to at least call in successfully a 911 call, give them the correct information in a calm tone so they can respond as quickly as possible.
1: Ah, good, good. Yeah,
0: that's so, very important. you uh, got to be a good
3: country. witness. Yeah, yeah definitely. And also, I think um, what's really important is just to, uh, to have some basic knowledge of citizen's arrest and also... Know you know what you can and can't do as far as like use of force, you know, Uh, that's that's very important because you don't want to, you know, it's it's you say if a situation escalates and you do have to use force, and it's it's extremely important to know what you're you're able to do. Know what you can do as far as self defense, um, and and then you know a lot of a lot of people say they want to carry this, carry that. Know what you can and can't carry. you know, that's, that's, that's very important. And then also, if you're going to put together a team, you also need to really work on being able to communicate as a team. That's so important, you know, be able to communicate, uh, be able to cover everyone's backs out there, and be able to keep people together when you're, uh, when you're patrolling down the streets, you know? Um, you know, and having good awareness of what's going on. I think, is very important, you know, because you, you patrol down the street. Patrolling, you got to think of it almost like driving a car and stuff, you know. You've got to be able to constantly be scanning and and seeing what's going on, knowing how situations develop. Um, scenario training, I think, is very important. Uh, you know, if you guys, if a new group is going to get together, they definitely need to work on um, training in scenarios on what they might be might be dealing with out there on patrol, uh, you know, it's more than just knowing how to punch, kick, and 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 do do jujitsu and stuff. You got to know how to um, deal with situations, you know, how to deal with it verbally, how to deal with it physically, how to deal with the aftermath. Know when to get the heck out of there if it's too dangerous. You know, uh, those are those are all very important. You know?
0: Again, future RLSHs or neighborhood crime watch people take notes. These are great tips, um, nope. and we've got somebody on on a on the line right now who wants to ask you guys a question. It seems I believe we have Skyman on the line. Is that you, Sky?
5: Skyman here, president of county for Rock and Roll. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Hey, What's Skyman. Up,
0: man? Good. Good, good. Hey, Sky. Uh, For those listeners who don't know who or what a Skyman is, Skyman is uh, uh, somebody who belongs to the real-life superhero community also. Skyman is an RLSH, and I hear that he's got a question for the ex
5: My question, the Extreme Justice League is pretty much the most premier and prestigious real-life superhero team out there, excluding these other guys up north of me in downtown Seattle who shall remain nameless at the moment. My question: What do you recommend for an independent operator? I'm just one guy. I, I like to work with everybody. Diplomacy is key for me in being a real-life superhero. I don't like causing drama, and I will put my two cents out there. But I've seen that come—I've seen that two cents come back to me scorched. So I try not to, you know. I, le- I like working at the drama because. I'm one of those guys, I like I like watching train wrecks. I'm to that way, but, you know, it's fun. My question, what do you suggest for an independent operator who doesn't have a team? What kind of training? What kind of de-escalation skills? Basically, what, what should an independent guy learn? I mean, I don't have a team. I'm not on a team, so,
3: yeah. Well, what I would suggest, Skyman? Um... We put you through the same training, um, you know, and we for, for new people um, that are out there that want to get started. I always recommend, if it's at all possible, you can come down, come down to um, down to San Diego for for, for a crash course <laughs> or a boot. You know, we can put you through um, run you through a training, run you through some scenarios, take you out on patrol, and uh, load you up with some information. I think that's the best way. Um, that way, you can get the hands on. But other than that. You know, you can start, like, a mentoring process with us. You know, just, just start contacting us. You know, you can ask us all kinds of questions, you know, I mean, anybody on our team. And, you know, we'll give you a lot of different suggestions uh, what, you, what you can do out there. But I would suggest the same, uh, the same type of training that we do as a team is definitely um, important to independent uh, costume crime fighters, RLSHs. You know, the de-escalation training, the knowing about citizen's arrest, knowing um, how to use uh, your less lethal weapons, knowing um, about awareness, how to be a good witness, and how to call 911, um, first aid, CPR training, uh, you know, some basic, some basic, like, wrestling um, and takedowns training training. you know, handcuffing, you know, the list goes on and on. I mean, all that stuff is very important, even for the individual. But the only thing that makes it, I think, more risky for the individual, you're by yourself, you only have two sets of eyes, two sets of ears, and, you know, you're going to have to be a lot more cautious out there when dealing with situations. Uh, So I would say, you know, just use good judgment. That's probably um, really important for you is, you know, definitely – Know, know when to get involved, but also know when to uh, just back out, be a good witness, and call for help. You know.
5: Always have that phone ready to dial 911. Yes, sir.
2: <laughs> I think as a I long time, you're going to find
5: yourself
2: a for anybody.
5: more than a, an than
7: a interactor. I Actually, i got something to say to Skyman really quick. This is Badger. Um, Hey, what's up? I just want to say um, I'm kind of far away from San Diego as well, but I go down as much as I can trying to help up and pick their brains, but I just want to say that I really look up to you. I'm glad you're doing better than you were in the past couple weeks, and the stuff that you do on your own is incredible. Like the handouts that you do, and just
5: Everything. It's. I really look up to you and look forward
7: to. Hey your man, I'm just
1: a
5: volunteer day, so. in a goofy outfit. That's pretty hey, much all Skyman is when he's independent, which is yeah, aren't we all? Aren't we all? You,
7: hey, that's yeah. all. Yeah. Independent guys that come together whenever we can and do the best that we that we
5: can. So I appreciate I the respect, my brother. That that's that's great. I, I appreciate that. I've been doing this for a while, and you know. If I could impart some wisdom or inspire somebody, that's icing on the cake, right? Yep. But no, I heard everybody talking about team dynamics and team effort and team, and I'm like, but I'm just that one lone dude. I don't have a team. What could I do?
0: Well, you know, the truth of it is that when the team isn't together and they're out just Every day walking around, going to work, they are also just that one person. So everything sure. that Mr. Extreme just gave you and everybody listening, all that advice, I, I could hear Emerald saying that's good for anybody to know. It's that's absolutely true. Everything he was just telling you, be a good witness, know your local law. Lo-, that's good for anybody to do and to exactly. know. Exactly. So. So we're just like you, Scott, When we're not all together on a team, we're we're independents also. So we can all learn from each other
8: and army follow one. that advice. Yeah,
0: army one exactly. <laughs> Thank you for the question, Sky. And um, you can just to if you want to hang on. We've only got. This kind of bums me out. This is just way going way too fast. We've got. Um, Oh, wait, wait, do we, we've got uh, how many minutes left? That's about 15 minutes left. Wow, this has just gone way too fast for me. I'm sorry. We I caught in at the minutes.
5: last bit. I do apologize, guys. I'm going to have to go listen back to the other hour of the show.
0: No problem. It'll be up uh, as soon as this is over, and we edit the first five minutes of, I think that's what it sounded like. Yeah, that'll be out of there. <laughs> but I did have a question for Rock. Oh, I, I might have an answer for
5: you. Why are you now doing this real-life superhero thing? I mean, y'all guys were independent of us for a while, and you're... I mean, I'm co-host of Superhero Academy. Shameless plug, Crossfire the Crusader, Superhero Academy, Sunday afternoons. Sunday afternoons, we have a great show. It's not as popular mm-hmm. as Tribe Radio, but we do get... Awesome <laughs> guest hosts, and anytime you guys want to call in on a Sunday afternoon or evening, please do. We love people. Most times it's just CF and I, and we just giggle our butts off. But no, my <laughs> question was, are you ever <laughs> going to do, like, say, I'm a master at charity work. I do all sorts of volunteering. I'm not huge on the crime fighting. That's why I was asking, what can an independent guy do? But how about, right. you know, focusing on homeless outreach and charity events? And is that yeah. worthy of a show topic for a real-life superhero? Because I would love to be on Tribe Radio.
0: Well, you know what? Let me let me answer your first question. Um, independent, for those who don't know, the initiative um, was always about, oh, you know, first we had masks, and then we didn't have masks. And now, honestly, I'm a state just here and now, we've split into two different groups because we had misunderstandings, you know. Well, not misunderstandings. We had, we had a conflict of interests. So um, we still have the initiative uh, collective that uh, it's it's, all the West Coast initiatives in Tennessee. I heard and, uh, there
5: was some stuff um, with that guy out in New York who was a co-founder yeah, it, and some stuff, but, there, you know, it, you know either, there was our, neither here nor
0: there. We, we wish him well. Yeah, we only have 15 minutes, so I'll, I'll make a long story short, and there's always three sides to every story. But he's got his way of thinking. We've got ours. I, I never, you know, the, the RLSH community, to say that, that we weren't, you know, that we were independent, I don't think we, I was uh, ever really independent because as far as I'm concerned, I've Bug and I have had some, we love the friends that we've made. Like, I'm never going to not be in touch with, with Emerald or Grimm or Mr. Shimino, and they feel like family now. So, And there are others, so many others in the community that we met through the community. There was a point where we thought that, you know, masks wouldn't be such a great idea. But, you know what, whatever works. for every, it, I'm more of the uh, mindset now that it's, you know what, how can I say the masks on working when I've got the XJL on the show living proof that this, this stuff works, that, you know, they've helped people out and they've saved people and such. So, you know, as long as they're not causing themselves harm or harm to others, man, don the masks. Get the costume. I might have a real cool costume coming up soon. You never know. Um, also, so so as far as that goes, yeah, love that there are people that drive me crazy in the real-life superhero community, just like they drive you guys crazy. I know. Hey, us real-life uh, superheroes
5: yep. are crazy to begin with, right? They're,
0: yeah. They're, well, I mean, we're all wearing costumes and masks. We have to be slightly crazy, right? So,
5: so you know, if we can't drive each other crazy, then where's the fun?
0: right exactly now for the second uh uh question yes no i believe that i'm sorry you don't necessarily have to patrol to be someone's hero okay so if we're going to use the word hero in the real life superhero description if you give someone water and it keeps them from going into dehydration and end up in an er room that's freaking heroic as far as i'm concerned so handouts Yes, absolutely heroic. And yes, Sky, we would love to have you on here. In fact, I should drag Crossfire on with you because you guys make a good team. So We okay, do,
5: we do. And gonna, that I'm was <laughs> just a mistake of how I got on as co-host. I mean, I didn't have internet access for a year. I was going through RLSH community withdrawal, so I just called in every oh, yeah. Sunday and got my superhero I'll be fix.
0: Hi. I get that. I get that withdrawal, too. Oh. We all get the withdrawal. I mean, we get sick of each other, and then we get withdrawal, you know. So it's, it's like a family. That's what's
1: me about it. Um, but That's yeah,
5: what so I love about signs of Hope, superheroes and initiative gathering network. I'm so very proud to be a part of that with Temper and Drop and oh, Mr. You. Rogers and too. all those guys. I mean, we'll Temper stopped crime this morning on her way to work.
0: That woman, you know what? That's a whole another show. We got. She's fierce. <laughs> but, but we've got 12 minutes left for the XJL. And Let's get them, them doing their point. thing.
5: I will shut up.
0: No, no, no worries. We're going to keep you on here, though. So, uh, XJL, you guys on, have have given a lot of great talk. You guys set the bar. You know, we got other teams coming on. Uh, and other individuals in the next seven shows, uh, next six shows rather. So you guys just kind of set this bar a little high here, because number one, you've got so many of you on here. Number two, you've got some great info that you're passing on. Does anybody want to give? We've got 12 minutes left. Does anybody want to give either their scariest story or a high five moment? Or their funniest story or a heartwarming story. You know, if you guys keep the stories down to like a minute each, we can get all four of those in there. If somebody wants to volunteer for one of those each is a high five moment but, where you're like, I am so happy I'm doing this. High five to myself, this is hella cool. Or, because, um, you know, we've all had that moment, don't so lie. Um or a really funny, you know, one where what, some guy got ran out naked in front of you, drunk in the middle of the street or something like that. Or a scary story. <laughs> You know, so for you want to give me one of each if you can, and try to keep it short as possible, and that way we can we can fit them in.
7: Yeah, I got one. Uh, this okay, who's badger. It? Uh, badger. okay, badger. Uh, badger. badger. I'm on the first patrol up in Hollywood with Grim. Uh, our patrol group was going up on the streets, and there were these three guys in black suits holding guitars that just jumped out a note out of this little <laughs> RV and recognized. Uh, Vigilante, Spider, and Grim from the documentary, and wanted to play a song for us. So they did a Green Day cover on Hollywood Boulevard right there in the, at like 12 o'clock at night. And just, wow. It's the craziest, weirdest awesome that I've ever had. So. That is totally
0: cool. That's an awesome story. Anybody got another yeah, one? Yeah, shout out to Bro Code Band. What's
6: that? Shout out to Bro Code Band.
0: <laughs> Bro-code <laughs> band. There we go. See, we got Bro-code band. You guys got a shout-out. Anybody got a super scary story or uh, um, some heartwarming story? Well, let's see. Uh, hey, Wolf, we, uh, so uh, don't
1: uh, everybody <laughs> go
6: at
2: once. I
6: uh, totally uh, uh, have one.
2: Okay, go
4: ahead. Wait, who you one? that's good. I said X. Uh, that, yeah, oh yeah, okay. extreme. You go.
3: Okay. okay. <laughs> Super scary story. Well, okay. I well, I would say scary story. Well, this was like one where um, I think this was like our ocean beach patrol. Her me and me and Grim. We were on patrol. This was like like last year. And, you know, we we're if you just me and Grim, we were just patrolling on down at the beach on a Wednesday night in November last year. You think it was going to be like a slow, dull, boring night. You know, and then we we go deal with the situation. We hear, you know, this is like a, towards the end of our patrol. We hear like a, like a fight breaking out in a parking lot. You know, these guys wanted to beat this guy up on a bicycle. We rush over to the situation, and the guy gets away. Uh, and then we go down, and uh, the guy on the bicycle just takes off. And then the, these other guys they, that wanted to jump him, you know, we we just said, hey, is everything cool? And then, yeah, and they said everything's cool. And then. Next thing you know, they, they, they walk a few blocks out, and then they regroup with, like, six other guys. They start yelling at us, screaming oh. at us, and then they. next thing you know, we're surrounded by six guys, um, and they try to, uh, try to make the jump on us, um, and I think one guy tried to swing a chain at, at us. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, they're draw, drawn in closer and closer, so, uh, you know, I, I yelled to them with the flank, you know, to get the, to the other side so we don't get boxed in. And then the next thing you know is I end up pepper spraying a couple of them, and then, um, um, you know, they they, they take off. Uh, and then the adrenaline's pumping, and uh, and then we thought that they were going to go and regroup to get the others because uh, we saw, like, a whole wow. bunch of people hanging out on the pier, you know, like these beach beach bum thugs. Um, so, you know, we just kind of hightail it out of there. And at the same time, you know, we are calling 911. Uh, so that was that was a little bit stressful, you know. Um, but wow. I, I don't know. I was—I was definitely stressed. I think Grim handled it pretty good. I mean, I think Grim was about ready to, know, but, um, I was getting pretty. That was pretty—that was pretty traumatic for us, at least for me and stuff. You
0: know. Well, you know what? That's um—that's insane because you never know whether or not they have, they have a uh, you know, guns, run back and have guns and such. Exactly. Yes, I'm not a special person. Wow. Um, Now, I'm wondering, does somebody have a heartwarming one they want to share?
4: I mean, uh, from, like, from any homeless handout we do, that's always just in itself a big heartwarming experience because, you know, just just because, at first, seeing all the people out there is very, like, very – it shatters your what you think reality is because you know i was not used to seeing i've you know never seen this many homeless people like all together in my life and but then you know when we go out there and then we have all this stuff for them and we're handing it out and you see the most sincere looks of gratitude like you've ever seen like it's the most amazing feeling and and you know that like just getting to do that—it's just an experience that—it's hard
1: to describe. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Never yeah. felt like anything it's, like that before.
1: Well
0: See now, now getting back to um, to Sky's question about you know is that worthy of oh yeah that's definitely worthy of a um of a show itself the whole the whole outreach thing because really let's face it how many rich real life superheroes do we know? How many have a ton of money to put together all kinds of stuff? And yet, somehow, teams like you guys are going out there, you're putting your money together, you're putting all this stuff together, and, you know, you, you could you could be seriously saving someone that night. You could be saving them from starvation. And that's absolutely heroic. And there's no way to get that feeling from anything else. It's really odd. I've, I've tried, I've, and I
7: had that yeah, exact happened just a couple of months ago. Uh, one of my uh, side jobs I do to maintain my my medical training I work uh, up in La Jolla at a facility, and uh, I was done. I was heading home. Uh, it's probably midnight or so, and uh, I stopped at a ATM there to deposit, you know, my paycheck because it was way too small to go to the bank on its own. And uh, as I'm standing here waiting to, to deposit this, there must have been 30, 40 extraordinarily wealthy you know, La Jolla residents, because uh, it is the elite of the elite for San Diego, uh, walking by. And just off to the side was a, a woman, you know, it could have been my age, uh, just sitting there homeless on the street. She had just a little sign. She wasn't bothering anyone. She wasn't asking anything. She just had a small sign that said, please help. And I watched these people who probably had more pocket change than my entire paycheck just walk by without even a second thought, without even a glance, not even a hesitation to try and help. And, and it really just, uh, I wouldn't say it infuriated me, I think it just disappointed me more than anything. And I couldn't take any money out at the time, but I went and dug around in my car and just could always keep changing there for gas and stuff. And I, I managed to come up with like six or seven bucks And I just stuck it in a little bag, and I slipped in one of the cards that I hand people, which just has the the hero information. And and I just handed it to her and said, you know, get a hot meal and have a good night. And as I drove away, I saw her looking at at the card that says, you know, know, basically the real-life superhero thing. And the look on her face was enough to get me back out on the street for years to come. It was just absolutely incredible.
0: Wow. Now that's the... It's beautiful because people tend to turn a blind eye. Homeless now, I mean, honestly, people won't look them in the eye anymore because they don't want to engage. They don't want to, number one, they don't want to be burdened with the guilt, you know, or just whatever it is that they're carrying around and they they see it protected from the homeless.
2: Um, I think that, I think people have become extremely cynical about homelessness. Um, They've become accustomed to seeing it and they... They start to project negative things on them. They have no idea what their backstory is. Um, I know for me, I've gotten into the habit of carrying um, gallon bags that have like hygiene packs with soaps and shampoos mm-hmm. and toothbrush and stuff, and I keep them in the car. And I keep uh, gift cards, like five dollar gift cards to McDonald's and Subway and stuff. And, you know, if you're not comfortable handing somebody that you see on the street $10, give them a gift card to Subway or McDonald's or something. They can go get a hot, hot cup of coffee, and it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. They, don't, they just, you know, I, I hate the fact that we don't have enough confidence in, our, in people or at least enough love for the people that are around us to do something good for them and not go, oh, my gosh, I think that maybe they're going to go buy a bottle. It just it drives me nuts. There's other ways to
1: handle stuff like that.
0: Uh, I think people they look at the homeless
7: as, you know, like well this person made poor choices, so that's why they're there or they chose to be here. And, and in a lot of cases, it's a mental health issue. And in, in other cases, most of us are just a couple of paychecks from being there ourselves. In this economy, it doesn't take much. Right. Yeah, it's
2: like they say, there but for the grace of God, go I. So, you know, whatever we can do, you know, our team, we have several outreaches. You know, the SGL goes and does outreaches. We get all the donations that we can get. You know, we we talk to the people that are around us, our coworkers. Um, We dig into our own pockets, put stuff together, and, you know, that's that's another integral part of the team. The patrolling stuff is our heart and soul, but there is a soft side to the ex-jail, no doubt about it. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. And you know what? Uh, well, i got to tell you guys this real
0: quick. Um, this is this is off the cuff, but I'm looking at our time, and I think that I was, I had the uh, foresight to, to schedule a, a two-hour show instead. I won't keep you here for the entire two, but I
2: was looking at it going,
0: Oh, it's not giving me the five-minute warning. that That's fantastic because I just i just had a couple more questions for you guys, but we don't have the, the complete choke rush that we had a minute ago. So I'm loving it. Um, but as far as the outreach, can you guys tell us what's coming up for the sale? I know the holidays are, you know, Thanksgiving. By the way, thank you for doing this show. I have to tell you this now before I forget later. Because tomorrow's Thanksgiving and you guys could all be doing something else like getting your, you know, pumpkin pie ready or whatever, you know, um, and you're doing this. We really, really appreciate it. It was a nice break for me from all the cooking today. I'm going, oh, man, I get to talk to the XJL. I'm going to put this, this pie crap away. We can deal with that later. <laughs> um, but what do you guys have coming up for, uh, say, the, the, the Christmas holiday? Because... Um, I, I hear tell
1: that, that everybody's got
2: something going on. Well, I know has got to, uh, something going. <laughs>
4: All together so now.
2: That? <laughs> yeah, for,
3: uh, we have our, uh, holiday handout on December 7th in, uh, San Diego. Um, you know, we're going to be, uh, giving, reaching out to the homeless. You know, this is, uh, for the holidays. And we're doing it a little bit early, uh, but I think uh, it's still going to be pretty, a pretty good turnout. Uh, and this, this time around, we're going to try to give uh, the needy people um, some hot food and drinks. Uh, this, I mean, we're, we're still going to give them like, the usual stuff, water, snacks, toiletries, and um, uh, warm stuff to wear or blankets. But I, I wanted to try to uh, give them some cocoa or some hot soup this year because I know it's going to start getting colder.
2: And we've been uh, blessed with, uh, when the Legacy Initiative came out, um, I was uh, fortunate enough to get to work with Travis and Ted and um, learned how to put together massive amounts of burritos in a very short period of time. So um, we'll oh my have some burritos. I'm, I love that. I love that,
0: and I love that you brought them up, because I like to slip their names into every show. Um, Utah's. Um, Legacy Initiative, you guys can look them up on Facebook, just go online, Legacy Initiative Utah. Yeah, those guys are amazing. They do it now by the hundreds, and I think they're going into the thousands for uh, feeding people and, and helping them out, polluting them. And, yeah, you guys kicked the serious butt for uh, Project Help with those burritos. I think there were, what, 1,100 burritos? Yeah, hey. we made
2: 1,140
0: burritos for Hope. Yeah, it was oh, amazing. God.
6: And
0: they were good. Uh, they're, they're <laughs> I good had meals. them. I actually had about two of them Yeah, they were myself. pretty tasty. <laughs> yeah, they You know, what I love it's it's because we gave out burritos. Uh, like was it last was it last weekend? I can't remember. Anyway, we made a couple hundred and 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 our our team was going. Man, these look good. Can I have one? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That is the trick. You, you feed your team because then when people see you eating them they're not thinking, what did you guys put in here? You know, because unfortunately, yeah, they get scared too. They're wondering what they're eating. But then when they see you grubbing on a burrito, it's like, oh, yeah, I want one of those. So um, they're so good. Now I want a burrito. It's dinner time, right? (laughs) Um, So if you guys have somebody who's listening right now and they're like, okay, how can I get in touch with these guys? What would you you do? Would you tell them to go on Facebook? Would you tell them um, to go to a certain site, what, how, how do they contact you?
4: Definitely Facebook. That's
6: yeah, very easy. Facebook is actually easy. And all they easy. have to
0: do it is, isn't it? it it's like it's, uh, it, what, they just look up uh,
8: Extreme Justice League.
7: They can look up Extreme Justice League, San Diego's Grin. They can look up Divine Force, Midnight Highwayman, Spartan, Bearman, Red Wing, uh, Badger, and anyone, and most of the time it will have R-O-L-S-H after their name to not be confused with whatever other person shares the same name. But if, if I was able to, right. to be a part of this community, it's, then anyone can find them.
0: <laughs> and, and when you spell extreme, it's X-T-R-E-M-E, right? No, there's no E in the front of that. Correct. It's correct. correct. Oh, I, you know what? I've always wanted to ask this question, and, and now I have a chance to, because Mr. Stream is not on on Facebook because he's, he's smart. Too busy <laughs> doing stuff, and he he delegates. that. And like all of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stream, I gotta ask you, why Mr. Stream and the Extreme Justice League? Why not, you know, Mr. Quiet Guy or Mr. Sneaky Guy or whatever? Why? Why Extreme? Mr. Sneaky Guy.
3: Oh, I was kind of like trying when I first came up with the name Extreme Justice League and Mister Extreme. I was kind of like floating around with different names, and I think the real origin of the name Extreme Justice League came from, uh, you know, my my liking of the Extreme Football League and the Justice League. So I was thinking about some catchy names, and I just put those two together, and I came up with Extreme Justice League. and I, and I kind of got the logo. I ripped off Starbucks and the NFL. And, uh, put that
0: <laughs> oh, man. Now, see, this whole this whole show was worth that answer. Because I watched the documentary again going, he never said why. he Okay, I got to know. <laughs> so <laughs> now you know, kids. You heard it first on here. Okay. Um, so with that, I have to ask you guys one more question each. And we have enough time for this. What do you guys like to do on your free time when you're not doing things with the extreme Justice? Because they know you guys now as a bunch of crime-fighting badasses who also have big hearts and help out with the homeless community and, and the community itself. But, you know, it's like, what does Mr. Extreme like to do in his free time aside from this?
3: Well, for me, uh, I got actually a lot of different things, I mean, um, going on. Uh, I, I work, I work two jobs, uh, you know, one full-time, one part-time, um, you know, but when I'm not doing, not working, not doing the extreme jobs to speak, uh, are not sleeping or, or spending time with my girlfriend, um, uh, I, I, I am a, a student of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I do Jiu-Jitsu on my own and, and I also, um, I read a lot of self-defense books and, and I watch, and I watch the news and, uh, that's pretty much it, you know, it's not like I don't really have like a really exciting life or anything like that. So.
0: Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. You're on the radio with your team that goes out and and patrols the city and, and cries like, uh, come on, that's pretty damn exciting. <laughs> and you were in a movie. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. Okay, maybe you know um, Matt Damon has a more exciting life, or somebody. I, I don't know why did I pull about Matt Damon. <laughs> hey, every everyone do the South Park thing, yeah, hey, go ahead. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so so Emerald, what do you like to do on your free time when you're not doing this? Um, because I know you can sing, woman. I know I've heard that voice.
2: Well, I do sing, and I do sing, but uh, my personal downtime thing is I ride a motorcycle. I love to be yeah. out and about, so, on the bike, so that, that's my thing. There are eight motorcycles in my garage at this time.
0: Okay, you need to take two of those, and you and know how to <laughs> need to drive up north. It's a beautiful drive, and, and we need to go riding because, yeah, that would, that would yeah. be awesome. I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, well, uh, I hear you're coming down in
0: January. You got to come down. You come down on your bike, then, lady. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely coming down in January. So yeah, I could ride. I should ride it down. that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Um, uh, who's next? Who wants to go? Divine? What do you like to do in your free time?
4: Oh uh, well, you know, I'm not doing you know extreme the League stuff. I'm just you know, honestly, you know, uh, regular twenty. 20-year-old dude, I'm just, you know, when I'm going to my job, getting home, playing video games, hanging out with my friends, and then, you know, having to leave my friends like, yo, got to go, got to go patrol, guys, see y'all later.
1: <laughs>
0: and pretty soon your friends will end up joining you on patrol. You watch. It's only a matter of time. That's yeah. that sort of thing. What about you, Badger?
7: Uh, me? I'm actually a hairstylist and a uh, Graphic art, graphic artist, and I much enjoy spending time with my wife, and Sunday nights is oh walking
0: eyes. down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You, you know yeah. what? Doug needs a new hairdo. When we come down to visit, you're going to have to come down in January, and we're going to have to get you to mess with his hair,
1: and he knows, he's looking at me <laughs> <I'm> like, like <laughs> you're really going to have him do that. Yes, I am, but <laughs> It has to end
7: here. Every, like, I bring my clippers and my scissors, and I tell Grimm and Mr. Extreme, if anyone needs their hair done while I'm there, I'm ready. <laughs>
0: No. <laughs> we,
7: what about you, Midnight uh, Highwaymen? I'm uh one of the committee for the local steampunk convention here in San Diego. That is <gasps> of, Oh my goodness. Yeah, when I'm not doing that I'm uh uh I'm rather active to put it mildly in the Society for Creative Anachronism. So
0: I just Oh, uh, no kidding. <laughs>
3: I so that gives me plenty of time for things
0: wow you know what I, I tried to throw in some steampunk with my outfit this uh this year at hope um it was fun i love steampunk love it in fact the dickens fair is just here so you know i was brushing off all my steampunk stuff we're going to have to talk later um did <laughs> i did i did i
7: get a hold of uh divine
0: yet divine force did i get you
4: Yep, so does doing the same twenty year old stuff.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, that's right, I did get you. I'm sorry. I did didn't get I didn't grim a, I didn't get grim.
4: Uh
6: yeah. Um, besides
0: dancing grim, besides dancing up the I floor, do like dancing. Besides uh, challenging what is it, eight year old to dance off
1: uh, yeah, yeah, he so had uh it coming.
0: <laughs> Actually he he challenged you. He challenged you. Yeah. This really happened to yeah, I'm not really sure so, that
2: one though. <laughs>
0: Right. I, I don't know. It was a tie, man, as far as I'm concerned, because you guys have to move.
6: You are. Yeah, Lou, this is There's going to be a rematch.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this uh, for those of you guys that we were at an event recently, and I'm not going to bust him out, but um, he this this young man, he, how old was he? He couldn't have been more than 10, right?
6: Yeah, he's like 11, I think.
0: Yeah, he, oh called my God. You he, he called Grim out. He called out on the dance floor and had these moves like, and we're all like, "What?" So Grim just answered back and danced, and I was going, "I did not know Grim could dance like that." And it went back and forth for like a good, what, fifteen minutes. <laughs> uh, and it was pretty funny. It was it's funny. Awesome. I don't know who won because they were pretty. They were both pretty awesome, and I was like. Oh, no, you're not going to let these little kids just come out and play you like that. No, And he didn't. Grim was like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm sorry. So, besides dancing, not what do you
1: like to do? With um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs>
6: um, Mostly, like, I just hang out with my wife and, like, play video games and whatever nerdy thing is tickling <laughs> my fancy at the time.
1: And cook. Mm-hmm. Like Downside.
0: and that's that's important you guys got to have your downtime because you guys give so much you know I, I ask you guys those questions because often on Facebook if people are following you or you know if they're listening here they're going okay so these guys do this they get hardcore about this or you know but these are real people everyday people just like you and me where you know whoever's listening and and yet they still Find the time in their busy lives. They have a wife, They have two jobs. They have this and that, and, and yet they still find the time to do something for their community. Now, that's the message I'm trying to get out there uh, in this whole neighborhood series, neighborhood heroes series, is that you don't have to have an entire team. Like Skyman was asking, he's a, you know he's a single person out there trying to help out. So. If someone's waiting for something to happen before they can do this, you really don't have to wait. You can do what these guys are doing. You can do it however you can do it at the time. You don't have to overextend yourself. You know, because burnout's not a good thing either. But that's the whole point of these series. And with that, I'd like to let you guys get back to your pre-Thanksgiving lives. And I'd like to thank you all for being here. Midnight Highwayman,
2: Badger, Groom, Divine Force, Mr. Stream, Emerald, Flail. Did I get it right? Almost. Oh well, almost. You're getting close. Well, <laughs> you know what?
0: I swear, you and I are gonna have okay, to go it's out just, for drinks. It's, 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 it's just Jack. And you have to say that
1: right. It's <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: And and I'd like to thank I know uh, Moon Knight's still listening. Thanks Moon Knight for calling in and giving some outs to uh, to the Exile and Skyman and Temper and I'm uh, missing people that called in. I know I've got people in the chat room. Uh, what's that? Moon Knight? Yeah, I said Moon Knight. Um, and everybody listening, thank you so much. These guys are some of my favorite people. If you're ever in San Diego, I can say with sincerity that you can look them up and if you wanted to meet them, they would probably be right there and meet you. And, and hopefully that would be the only way they'd meet you is, is in a good way because they don't want to be <laughs> pulling you up off the street somewhere, but if you ever needed it, they'd be there to do it. So we'll have links up uh, for you to reach the XTL. They've got a holiday handout coming up. So if you've got donations and you'd like to either yeah. send them something and help them out, um, look for our links, they'll be right up after the show. If you'd like to uh, join them, look for those links right after the show, and um, I guess that's it. I want to say thank you guys very much for being here. I, I appreciate it more than I can convey right now, and I'm, I'm still dorking out, kind of like a fan girl. so if I'm stumbling over my words, that's why.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so
1: yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: See,
2: thanks, bug. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he does on the show. <laughs> so, thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here too. I'm up with with family right now. I'm uh hiding in go. my nephew's bedroom to talk to you guys. All the way in Portland. Um, thank you thanks. so much for calling. <laughs> and y'all have a great um, Thanksgiving.
1: You right, too. So I want you
0: guys to have a Thanksgiving, everybody. uh say your last words now on the show. Go ahead. It's all yours. The mic is all yours. <laughs> face light, Mister.
1: Face light, replace.
3: Yeah, come. Um, thanks for having us, and have a great Thanksgiving, and be safe out there. What, uh,
4: what Mr. what said, you. Yeah. Yeah, how's you know? There
1: that.
4: you go. <laughs> the word right out of my mouth.
8: <laughs> this is Badger. Thank you have guys. Have
7: a great safe Thanksgiving.
8: There you
0: go. That's the XJL. Thank you guys for listening to Tribe Radio and if you missed any of it, it's going to be archived forever for your listening pleasure. With that, a happy Thanksgiving and we'll see you next week when we have old superhero on or just superhero. Take care everybody. Trust yourself. Back Yay.
2: You're mocking me, aren't you?